Here we go again, gang. It's that high drop bonus episode. Special bonus guest for you guys this week. Episode 44, I think we're at. And um, first of all, thank you to our guests, Matt Bernstein and Zach Feiner. These are the founders of the Boulder Movement Collective, which is a school that is teaching a you know generalist movement approach, a holistic kind of movement lifestyle to uh, to students out here in Boulder, Colorado. Um, and if you guys have heard of Ido Portal, um, if you haven't, I'll, I'm going to put his information in the description so you guys can kind of see what we're alluding to or talking about in this episode. If you want to get, you know, a lot of people probably already know, but if you want to get more well-versed on it before listening or if you're more curious about this stuff after listening, uh, this, you know, he, you could just kind of see, I'll let it speak for itself, like what his movement style kind of looks like and um, the philosophies and thinking that go with it. So all, all that information is going to be the description, obviously our guests and, and their school there and as well, especially if you're in the Colorado area or, or near enough to it that you can want to check it out. Um, I definitely encourage it. I've been working with these guys for about a year and, you know, I mentioned this in the episode, but it, it's given me a lot more depth into my knowledge of, of what and how I understand, you know, my own body and my own movement practice if you want to call it you know that's kind of what they refer to it as you know or, or your own training is like often what the word we use here in part in parkour jargon but um you know it's uh we talk a lot about kind of the the differences between you know their their approach is a generalist approach and how that compares to specializing in something and i think it's a really fascinating topic because parkour and even though it is a more specialized thing than than what they're doing it is also more general and generalist in its approach to movement and fitness than you know a lot of things that have come before it um and it's kind of a fascinating time we don't know maybe if this is like a trend that we're seeing like why why do these things kind of why why have they popped up you know historically in the times in in this current time is it relating to something else who knows we're having fun though these are fun guys it is a great episode uh i really appreciate you guys joining us listening this is fun to to bring some stuff that's um very near to to what we do but also very very different and um i hope you guys are going to get a lot out of this one i did it was really fun talking with these guys and uh, i encourage you guys to ch- check out what they have to offer and um here they are matt bernstein zach finer let's do it oh. It's not the first time it's actually come up on the podcast, like yeah, because of oh, mustache really? dra- moving. Well, no one has had a, a mustache <laughs> mustache quite so impressive as uh, the one you're you're rocking. Thank you. Right now, and um, he gets one compliment and he keeps it. I mean, but it's growing on me. My wife was the one compliment. That's, That's important. Fair play. Yeah, and it, it goes a, really well with all of the hats that he owns. He has this. He has his fireman's helmet. No, oh, yeah, has his cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Patagonia a Patagonia hat. It yeah. works. Sure, Mustache is just an accessory for hats. That's what we realized. Well, it's weird that they came back. It's, they came it's back It's hard. literally not been a thing since my dad had a mustache and I was a little kid. I could have guessed, based circle. on how you've talked about your dad, I could have guessed your dad had a mustache. My whole life. You know what's odd, though? He isn't rocking it anymore. It's time for me to shave it, then. No, 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 no. I don't know why he doesn't bring it back. Like, like now's a, the perfect time. It's like a hairy baton that you pass on from one generation <laughs> to the next. Yeah, maybe it's he's disgusting. waiting for me to pick up the baton now. It's he's disgusting. like, come on. It's I've been like, carrying this torch for too long. The mustache thing is kind of a little annoying, though. Like, I, I shaved it as a joke to upset my wife. 
She liked it. She liked it, and now everybody has a mustache. I don't. Yeah, but but you could. You have a nice beard. You, you have could. If I have a mustache, I will be single. <laughs> she will leave me. We shouldn't get into that. <laughs> um. Well, you, you guys know, will never leave. I don't want right? you to break up. <laughs> we'll never leave you. I, I I really couldn't even grow one if I I tried. That's my my biggest what? issue. You have I've, one. I've got I've got, but it, it's not it's not look at that. Look at that. So that's the full dad stash. Because he was a fireman. It's because you you're, you're a true. I'm a father. You're a father. At a certain point, just like there's dad strength, and it helped me to grow a mustache. <laughs> it's a real thing. You can lift burning cars off of what his kids. What else changes when you enter into that fatherhood? Oh my god, you are fatigued twenty four mm. hours a day. Mm. You drink at least at least a. Uh, Two full Mr. Coffees a day, mm. you know, like the oh yeah, the Mr. Coffee drip coffee. Two of them a day, uh, out of the container. You don't even pour it into a cup. <laughs> and uh, and the best thing is you get to like wrestle with kids all day. And uh, his kids are. And I think your boys are easy. It's man. legal. Cool kids. Yeah, they're super cool. <laughs> to fight children. To fight no, your own children. <laughs> yeah, you can legally like put stress out kids to make them. More resilient, hopefully. <laughs> that's what I do. That's what you do. Hey, that, I mean, that is interesting. There's a different philosophy. Like, it's, I'm sure that's something that's come through in, in the classes. You talk about your kids a lot, obviously. What, is, what do you look at your, your parenting? How is it different than, than people that aren't, like, movement-focused? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the easiest thing. Like, when oh, I yeah. look at other parents, it's so, it, I don't want to say it stresses me out. I just um, I think I'm doing the best I can do, but... A lot of the times, parents are gonna be trying to set themselves up, set their kids up for success in a way that actually I think sets them up for failure more so. Mm. Like they're freaked out that they're gonna fall off of everything. It's like the kid, if he falls off of something that's like six inches high, it's cool. He's all good. Like these guys, Zach and everybody who comes over, they're constantly playing with the kids. It's like it's a mad, it's a madhouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, I don't know. Like, especially like it's whenever like we, I used to live next door to Matt, and we go to the park down the street, and like at the time Jack wasn't even two, and he's like climbing the playground, mm. and like other parents are like, I mean, you literally get it. It's like helicopter parenting. Like they're yeah. literally on top of their kid, like like won't let them leave the sandbox area, and Jack's like, yeah, and and they should be doing safe. V, Jack's doing like V threes now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. V three. <laughs> they should be safe. That that's one thing I will say is like. They, he's Jack, the oldest guy. He spends a lot of time up on like the kitchen counter and it's sketchy, but it's <laughs> like, like he's very confident in it. And we always like turn around, look at the edge. It's right there. We're not stupid with yeah. it, but there's definitely like a, uh, there's an over, there's a, a mega coddling thing going on. Yeah. That's like kind of offensive to being a human being, you know, like. <laughs> It's I, rough. I'm glad I didn't grow up. I mean, I barely caught the tail end of freedom in in childhood, I feel like. Yeah, and how old are you? 29. Yeah. So, you know, I remember running around town and I was on my bike. I was doing whatever, parents, yeah, unknowing for hours at a time what I was Stink doing. Stink bombs. Stink bombs, yeah. Throwing snowballs at cars. Causing a ruckus, dude. A ru- I was Stink actually, bomb ruckus. I mean, almost maybe too much. I got into lots of trouble, almost got addicted to getting into trouble for, for some parts of my adolescence there, but partially because I was being smothered in one way, you know, I think, yeah, you know, you get, I had one dad who was crazy. Like he's, he's the wildness, like part of where I get, you know, with my interest in parkour and doing stuff, he was a climber and my mom was, she wasn't a helicopter parent. She was, I think pretty steady, but because she was more involved, like that's who I could rebel against or whatever. 
Yeah, and it's like if you got one guy, the, the, your dad pushing it on the on one side of the spectrum. If your mom's pretty mellow, she's gonna seem like a yeah, like exactly. a hard ass. Yeah, <laughs> you know, even though she probably was not. But if you have a crazy dad who's like teaching you how to ride bikes out, off of jumps and stuff, then you know. Yeah, I mean, or whatever. What is the, so your kids on the counter? Are you scared he's gonna get into something like parkour? No, I'm and excited. So, yeah. I mean, when we it's it's kind of a fun thing being like here in the hub. You know, like the Mecca. Yeah. It's pretty easy to be like, oh, cool. Like you're going to grow up in this world and like you can go to Apex, you can go to the university and like all these videos that you're posting. It's like, oh, cool. I know exactly where that is. Like, let's go bring <laughs> four-year-old Jack over there. And uh, like, it, I'm I'm not afraid. I look forward to him being better than me mm. at all of this stuff. And look, if he's not into it, at least when he's eight and if he's like, I just want to write poetry and paint cool yeah. do what you want to do but at least we exposed him to it so he's got those tools he's gonna grow up in a world where like people doing one-arm handstands and acrobatics is like not interesting to him at all it's just gonna be like the norm yeah like it'll be i think it'll be interesting for him to realize one day that that's not what everybody's dad can do mm. yeah you know like you hear these stories about like kids who have like famous parents and like one day they realize like oh like you know <laughs> my dad who's like you know a beetle was famous or something like that it's just like and, and other people's parents aren't yeah yeah you know? uh, yeah no I, I feel that i mean what was that what was that realization did you guys have that about your parents i feel like everyone has that almost about one unique thing that you know unless for me it was my dad i thought my dad wasn't a wild person yeah i just thought everyone was like that and then i realized as i grew older yeah. i was like oh Pretty. like it's it's worked to my advantage in parkour because i don't care about trespassing or the rules in general <laughs> because my dad never did Don't trust so that's kids. not great but it also has again played into my advantage where i just generally have a i know i'm not hurting anybody so yeah. I, have, I have a few qualms with going onto rooftops on yeah. on uh unapproved to light trespassing light trespassing just a little it's like fishing it's just a little exploration you know it's a little exploration yeah it's light Sorry, police. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I guess, so, like, my dad climbed a lot. He was a climber, too. He did martial arts. Uh, we always, yeah, we always did, like, the weird sports. That's the thing. I was like, I never, like, I never threw a ball with my dad. We flew, like, mm. through Frisbee. So, like, you know, uh, Matt's, like, my uh, ball-tossing dad. Like, he taught me how to throw <laughs> I taught ball. him how to toss balls. Yeah, nice. pretty good. <laughs> Real good. Uh, but, uh, no, but he, like, he climbed. We did martial arts and stuff like that. Like, um, we were very much like the outdoors, like camping, uh, like, yeah, kind of almost like bushcraft type stuff. Like he was really into that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know if I had that kind of same realization, but it's just definitely like at a certain point you realize like, you know, not everybody's like, not everybody gets to go and do all the things I got to do. I, I grew up in, in like kind of the mountains of Washington. So mm-hmm. had a lot of access to the outdoors and I, that was where I think I was most, most lucky. Uh, in terms of growing up is like skiing, being outside, being in, in kind of the nature uh, helped a lot. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Same. I think growing up out here, is that what, how did you, I mean, I actually don't know how either of you guys got involved with the movement, you know, Edo Portal's teachings and, and, you know, obviously you guys are running the, the mentorship here in Boulder. Um, hope I'm saying that right. So, yeah, uh, yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a lot of different things yeah. <laughs> you can explain so we're a part of Edo's mentorship but we run a facility here like I mean you, you mm-hmm. come in and you come to classes or so we're the we're we were the first facility running in the states now there's a, a few um, but uh, 
we we both met Ido around the same time. Like I met Ido 2011. I think you met him 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we kind of it's similar backgrounds. Like we were both involved early on in CrossFit and and liked a lot of what was happening there. But that it started the culture started to change very much underneath us, especially mm-hmm. when like the the competition side of it. Got you guys big. here in Boulder? Do you no, I no. was I was in Israel and Matt was. I in, started in Steamboat and then was in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we were at uh, different kind of corners of the world, uh, and then I was in Seattle for a bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think we kind of, I mean, we both kind of saw videos of Ido and ended up uh, working with him pretty early. And uh, and what was cool, I mean, was for me is, like, here was someone kind of walking the walk and talking the talk and, and in a way that I hadn't seen anywhere else, and it wasn't really about the fitness side of it, although that was an important element. It was about something more holistic, for lack of a better word, of like, this is this this body is yours, and your lack of ability to do what you want with it is a hindrance, right? Mm-hmm. And and I can and, and like his methodology, his his work can teach you how to be better at it. And like that's that's for sure what I got out of it. And and now I, I mean I don't have to guess, like we see it with our students. Like that's what's really what I like is it works. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't feel like I have to sacrifice any, uh, any ounce of, of my morals to, to teach this stuff to people. Cause I, I really truly believe in it. Cause it worked for me. Like, I was not, I ski raced at a high level, but any other thing that was sport related, I it was terrible at it. It's not mm. coordinated. Um, I, I wasn't agile, wasn't fast. <laughs> I wasn't confident. Like I, you know, those, those things were, were like so far out of my, uh, uh, comfort zone. So, and, and this changed it for me in my twenties too. Like not, mm. not even like, you know, like young, but not that young. And then again, seeing, seeing it do that for our students, which, you know, their ages are like nine to, you know, sixties and seventies and seeing people making progress in that kind of those age ranges as well. It's cool. Yeah. And what, what do you think is the fundamental difference then between like a CrossFit culture and like the, I mean, I hate to movement culture, like hashtag yeah. it right now, but basically that is like what the, you know, I mean, we could talk to move- like our culture. Yeah. Too, yeah. You know? And you guys obviously, yeah. I mean, it sounds like, yeah, the school, the Boulder movement collective, which again, like, yeah, you, you've mentioned, I've been going a lot and it certainly helped me coming from the other side of the spectrum where I've always been athletic, agile, you know, I've had like gifts. I think it has a lot to do with having an older brother mm-hmm. and yeah. just being like, just like, uh, I'm, what's your youngest son's name? Brady. Brady. I mean, I don't know what the the pickup rate or between my brother and I it was two years. And so every time my brother was doing things, I was trying to do yeah. the same things. And that like helped me advance through like all these movement skill sets really at a rapid pace. Like I, I remember riding my bike around at three years old, just, you know, no training wheels. I think for a lot of kids, that's like not very standard. Yeah. And, and and just a lot of things I was just ahead of the curve because I was working with my brother constantly. Yeah. And so for me going into, you know, actually I, I had done lots of damage cause I was able to use my body in ways that I, I was so athletic in some ways, but not necessarily, I didn't have the knowledge and like the understanding of really what my body needs and what's, what it's doing until I ran into injuries and stuff. And I think that's been really what, um, has has been most beneficial for me going to the BMC is understanding things for the first time, you know, or at a much deeper level, you know, there's lots of things I learned through parkour and through any other discipline I've done, but this one has taught me, you know, it removes a lot of the noise because it's that generalist approach. Like you said, it's about just doing 
whatever you can with just the body, which again, it's similar to parkour that way, but it's less about interacting with the environment and more just focused on well, your it own has, locomotion. It, for, you know, for us, we see it has layers. So like, I mean, to kind of answer your, your first question, how, like, how is it different than, than mm-hmm. the CrossFit work is like, you, first of all, there are really great CrossFit facilities out there who teach what they teach really well. Yeah. Um, but I think their growth was, was unsustainable to maintain that. And so, and so outside of just honestly, where most people end up is just whatever's closest to them or like they're closest to their work. So it's a little bit of a crapshoot. Um, with us and working with Edo, and one thing I really respect Edo a lot for is that he's really trying to. Uh, limit how and where this grows so he can maintain as much of the quality as as possible. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, what what I think we do best is we teach. And we just happen to teach this work. And and it might look like things that people have done before. Like, definitely people see what we do and think we do kind of like like something like CrossFit because maybe they'll see us (laughs) lifting weights. Or they see us doing handstands so they think we're doing gymnastics. Or they see us doing precision jumps and they think we're doing parkour. Or calisthenics, but, right? Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, other exactly. and, like, and the answer is, to be honest, it's like, yeah, it's kind of all of a, uh, all of those pieces together. You know, no no one from a high-level parkour practice would look at us and be like, oh, they do parkour, mm-hmm. right? No high-level gymnast would see me on the rings and think that I'm a gymnast, uh, nor should they. Yeah. Um, but we have, like you said, like this general uh, capability in a lot of these different fields. So yeah, like you should be able to move your body in space. Like this is what parkour is great as like moving your body around through the elements, through space, having that kind of control. I should be able to manipulate objects. I should be able to juggle tennis balls and uh, maybe snatch a barbell or, or lift some weight. Um, I should be able to uh, have the ability to uh, create physically, like, you know, through, through some sort of, dance right or follow some rhythm i should be able to fight should be able to deal with another human being uh and 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 in that kind of physical contact like that that's a big realm uh, of of different practices and we try to take the pieces from from disciplines that have existed for you know decades or centuries and and the tools that really work that we see the proof that's what we want to use yeah it's the anti-specialization right so it's like yeah what are they using like the tools are are, sorry is something no i was uh, (laughs) the the tools that they're these other things are creating are are usually aimed at producing a very specialized like get better at parkour get better at fighting at dancing at gymnastics like doing these things that ultimately require dedication in one direction and uh, and that's the reverse. I feel like is what, I mean, at least Ido's approach has always been like, have the biggest, broadest scope without going necessarily insanely deep in any one of them. And to and sort of like piggybacking off of what Zach said, it's like we extrapolate. I like that word. We extrapolate out Ooh. of something like uh, like out of judo. It's like, mm-hmm. what do we, what, what can we learn from judo? I don't want to do judo necessarily, but like mm-hmm. off time, off rhythm or off timing and all these things. Like there's so many interesting elements that you can take from disciplines, like from parkour. There's so many great things to take about moving your body with the environment, but without us going and just doing 
a hundred thousand hours of parkour, how do we take out those really nice elements and then be able to have those kind of like in our pocket yeah, yeah. to use them in other scenarios too? If I could ask, uh, yeah. even what what do you, if anything, have you really liked or pulled out of parkour in particular? The, bi- the biggest thing that for me is mm. has been spending time on the rails. Mm. Um, and what's nice for us is just like, as a regular person, like getting up on the rail, like I was fucking freaked out <laughs> standing up on the rail, like the one the at ones foot- that are above the head yeah, height. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there's that, we stood at the one on Foothills community, you know, out, uh, out West. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like there's uh, like those, the playground. Yeah, that's what like, they're like a little bit higher than waist height. Yeah. A yeah. little bit higher. And just to stand up on Anywhere that thing, where you can rack yourself. That's where it starts to get yeah. scary. Yeah. And doing, pre- <laughs> and, ju- and doing like precision jumps to that and jumping up on rails. Like, I did. I I have like a great highlight reel of me wrecking myself on there. Like, and I'm not afraid of jumping. Yeah. But jumping to a rail was a completely different thing. I'm afraid of falling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, for, like what he said. For me, the big thing I think parkour does really has a really interesting uh, take on that I don't see a lot of other places is fear management. Mm. Like, and and what Matt said, like being scared. Like I, it's I have a weird thing of heights. Yeah. In that, like like he said like standing on these rails like those ones you know i feel like i could jump off of that so it didn't scare me but like in berlin we were standing on those rails they're probably 11 or 12 feet high mm-hmm. right and it's like i know i can land and probably be fine mm-hmm. but of course in your mind you're creating every worst case scenario like i'm gonna fall i'm gonna rack myself then i'll hit my head on this rail on the way down and then mm-hmm. i'll like, land on my cervical spine <laughs> you, you yeah you find out how creative you can and actually die. be and I forgot die. about dying yeah, yeah i forgot about the dying but not slowly fast. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. slow you'll like bleed agonizing out, and then like something will fall on you that is you know point your <laughs> poke your eye out but on the other hand like and again this goes to like you know our fears and emotions making no sense like i've skied off of of 75 foot 100 foot cliffs damn son you know, but and that and it was scary, but yeah. I'm like the, the the again, but like that just shows how specialized it was in skiing. Mm, and now exactly, it just goes yeah. to me standing in some sneakers on a railing and I'm like I'm like <laughs> literally shaking so hard I can't move. So yeah, it's the, it, remember the sorry, keep going. No, it's helped me. It's helped me yeah. a lot. Mm. That's that's I think the biggest thing. Obviously there's the balance, there's the agility, the spatial awareness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really I appreciate and I like and like I mean I remember watching those those I think it was like uh, France 24 interviews oh, of yeah. like early, early like that's a that's a Yamakasi is what yeah. we call those guys, like them founders. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember watching those and going out with my friend and trying that and like smacking my head on a railing and being like, nope, <laughs> like done. Yeah. <laughs> parkour was cool for the for 12 minutes we tried it. Yeah. No. Um, and that. But again, like having having someone having the the elements that are really important broken down and, and being able to attack them in a, a, a manageable pace because, you know, when I started this stuff, I was pro- I, at that point probably already like 26, 27. Like I don't like, I don't want to fall on the ground and see if I'll recover. Like, yeah. I'd rather just avoid that altogether. So uh, being able to test my limits in this kind of safe and controlled way was, um, was really interesting and that's yeah that's where I, I see a lot of value in parkour Word. yeah it's interesting that you guys said that because i mean i think about this stuff all the time obviously but like i think that is one it's definitely one of the if not one of the it may be the largest pillar of what keeps the sport interesting and it's weird because there's there's always like this clash at least in 
you know, as far as I've experienced, like some people are obviously not into that. They don't want to take it to height, yeah. but it's always also been a part like the Yamakasi were doing these things at height since the inception of, of the discipline, basically. And because of that, it's kind of been ingrained in the culture is like this relationship with fear. And, you know, even today, a lot of the the biggest and most the most parkour things you can do often have to do with height and yeah. often have to do with not just doing something, but doing it at a level where you're you're showcasing your comfort with fear and I mean, not necessarily just showcasing your your, your comfort with so jumping. A, a good friend of ours this guy uh marcello uh oh yeah Mar- Palazzo. 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 sorry for saying like that Mar- sorry sorry marcello Allora. Uh, he so he's doing like a, he's doing a lot of work into fear management i think he's even getting his phd in, he's getting a master's in a master's exercise science in exercise science but this is his like his thesis is going to be on like fear and he's doing some really cool stuff uh, and kind of in this regard what you're talking yeah. about height but he's talking about it's like taking a risk for the sake of taking risk isn't worth it it has to be this this calculated measured thing all the time like he's not like you know like these russians climbing like construction cranes and like hanging by one finger and taking selfies you know like it's not it's not that he's he he seems to have this like this uh way that he's starting to break this kind of fear management or risk analysis thing down in a, in a much more calculated way. And like, that's, what's interesting to me mm-hmm. is like doing crazy shit for the sake of doing crazy shit. Like, you know, that's, well, yeah, the crane thing is it, we used to call it Goshua. Like my friend Dylan made up this acronym getting on high shit, <laughs> hanging, standing, walking around Goshua, because like, it's, it's this, it's like this faux display of, of comfort with fear, even though to the untrained eye, it's like, Whoa, he's crazy. But, it's it's actually one of the most simple things you can do just to hang from a bar like obviously yeah, right. you guys hang all the time in the gym so that that's why it became like this this yeah do you like guys a, did, is it like this because respect. it's not it's not it, at least it's not the same blend of like it's if not they a parkour were doing technique. precision jumps up there that then all of a sudden becomes parkour but yeah the fact that you're like not actually combining any any movement skill with fear you're just doing it's it's really easy to to I guess there's a blurred line in some ways like just walking is a, in a way parkour if you're walking around and walking on a high balance beam mm-hmm. might showcase like your comfort up there but because the Russians became like there's such a huge thing about it it was like that's its own thing now yeah you can't be that because I don't know do you respect that it depends the way it's being done honestly like I don't it's just tough. Like respect is like maybe not the word I would mm-hmm. use. I don't like respect it, but I don't really like look down on it either. Like I've enjoyed. It's just different. I, I think it's just different, and like it, in some ways, it is the same. It's just it's weird if that. It, like I've done a crane climb myself, or actually just I think two or three, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. But for me, once I'd done it once, I was like, all right, it's kind of been there, done that. And for me, bike parkour is more about seeking the next. Mm-hmm challenge and and seeing where you know i knew i was comfortable up there kind of like displayed my comfort for myself by going up there and, and doing a hang even you know um but it didn't you know to keep doing re- repeating that over and over it doesn't show any kind of growth in my opinion oh, it's and, definitely and we, we we feel the same thing in our practice quite a bit mm-hmm. so we like we refer to it as like check the box like don't get addicted yeah exactly uh, something really important and, I, and like again you can you can see both sides of that in parkour like you have someone who's really good at precision jumps and they keep pushing precision jumps further and further yeah um and maybe like they'll never do 
you know, they'll never do something that, that really scares them and challenges them. Yeah. Um, and then same with us, like, you know, hand balancing definitely became like a, a meme within our community. And it, and it was funny cause you saw that for a while, a lot of places referring to themselves as like movement training facilities. And it really was kind of like a, like hit workouts, like, you know, CrossFit style workouts plus handstands. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we do movement now. <laughs> um, so for us, like, I mean, we definitely think the hand, like something like a handstand or even like something like precision jumps, like Titus is working on those. And I know he's been working with you for a while. Like yep. one of our, our uh, longer term students and one of our teachers now, um, he's got this great jumping ability. He, you know, and so for us, it's important to ask him, you know, at a certain point to point out to him, someone like him, like, do you need more jump? Do you need a further precision jump? Is that worth more of your time and investment? Or does it make more sense to focus on something that you're less comfortable with? Yeah. Because that's that's the growth. That's what, For us, that's what's going to keep this type of practice, this movement practice interesting is is not getting addicted to, 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 not to getting addicted to any one thing, not, um, not feeling again, like just comfortable mm. all the time. It's nice to have, I still like balancing on my hands. But we had to, ki- we killed it though. We yeah. literally like, I don't do it anymore. I do it to maintain it so I can teach it. Mm-hmm. But literally, yeah, I like, was the last time I did, like a handstand session months, months, you know? Oh wow. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird because that we did an, at <laughs> is least that, an hour a day. Yeah. For seven for, days a week for years. Well, the, the passion is, is from the growth. Like you're saying almost for a lot of people, or at least that maybe is like what is the only way to keep your, your addiction sustainable is by being addicted to the, the learning and not to yeah, the process. But we could, yeah. we could have kept learning with it. It just, it just was one of those things. It was like, uh, we had to sit down and, Edo helped us with this too. And just being like, what's it really getting us mm-hmm. when I like have terrible, like acrobatics, like, and I have a one arm <laughs> handstand, but I'm like, have a shitty bridge and can't do really good acrobatics. Is it really worth 10 hours a week of this one isolated thing? That's not really helping me in, anything else except for being on my hand in a handstand it's not helping my acrobatics yeah yeah like being upside down and yeah unless you're unless you're making your career out of that or something maybe it doesn't really make sense if Cirque du Soleil is paying us to balance on our hands maybe that equation changes but again like a hand balancer like a good circus hand balancer would look at us as pretty low level Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. And we can hold, you know, usually cold. We can hold ten second one arm handstands on each arm. But again, someone high level would look at that and be like, "It's it's bullshit." But again, you look at like you know in 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 arm balancing world, like these people have like purposely have very lean lower bodies. Like they don't want to have mass on their legs because it hinders their handstand ability. So yeah. like, okay, am I willing to sacrifice my ability to jump or run or kick kick? because I want to balance on my hands. And, and for, for us, the, the answer is turning out to be no. It's like, it's not worth that. Um, but we had to take it there. Yeah. Like, because five years ago, I might've said, yeah, let's do it. Chop <laughs> off my thigh, you know, like too much weight. Yeah. Now it's like, you have to take things far enough to be able to what say is, it's not worth it. Oh yeah. Okay. I not for you. everyone, and, but and for, for, for What do you think? Uh, because some people, you know, you have to, you have to specialize to go far in in some ways with it with something yeah but like you said it, you you i think it's a constant revisiting of this what's it really mean to you yeah because and what's it worth you know, are to you and are you a paid athlete or do you have a do you have a dream to be like this one thing or if not 
I think like this, this, it, you're, it, like you said, it can be really hindering to to just force yourself to. That's what that's what I think for me. That's what took the luster away from CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Is it? It became about like people started pushing themselves so hard they started destroying their bodies, and for what to compete in like a, a, a regional competition to compete in a competition between your gym and another gym, mm-hmm. and you're you're making the same sacrifices to your body that someone who you know might win a ton of money and have sponsorships is doing like that didn't make sense to me. Yeah, and and and, and again, it's because it fits into the cultural narrative that people have with the rest of our athletics in this country, which is like. You know, baseball, football, like, look, like kids in high school are, are getting uh, serious brain injuries. Yeah. No, no, in high school, elementary school. Oh, yeah. yeah. Getting P-E-E serious brain status. injuries. How many of these, you know, what's the percentage of football players who go from college to the NFL? Uh, it's, I think in baseball, it's uh, like 97% of people don't make it. You know, it's, so it's football. It's let's def- call it even. It's probably 99. Nine. No, I heard, well, baseball. Is as competitive as, as I don't know. Who does? Let's, let's say it's hard. Let's, let's, say, let's just say I just heard that on NPR. Yeah, yeah. If it's ten percent, right? Let's yeah. see. Even if it's ten percent, okay. So you just did you just did permanent damage to your body and brain, um, you know, and for what? Like to to you know, like you might get a lot of enjoyment playing that in, in a college level or in high school level, but but then uh, are you going to be broken the rest of your life? And that's one thing I really didn't want to be. And I saw that I saw that with my dad you know, from, from his martial arts and his climbing work at this thing of like, you know, that old injury, mm. you know, and I, and I can't say that won't happen to me, but I'm definitely actively trying to make sure that doesn't. And what we, you said about specialization, like, yeah, to, to be, and the, Ido says this really well, to be a generalist, you have to specialize, mm-hmm. right? For us to be comfortable enough on our hands, we, we spent several years, multiple mm. hours a day, on our hands doing hand balancing. But yep. the difference is, is knowing when to say, like to cut really yourself. cut it. Yeah, yeah. And be like, all right, we're done. And that that goes, I'd say most of that, especially early on, went with having a really great teacher or someone to, to kind of step in and say like, enough is enough. For me, the strength stuff was what came much more natural. I got re- really strong really fast and getting to a point where like, you know, like, yeah, it would have been really satisfying to, to add more and more to it. Like, do I need three one-arm chin-ups? No. Like, it's mm. really unnecessary. And like, what Matt said is like, is it worth your your time? Is it worth the capital that goes into it? All of the stuff that you have to say no to in order to achieve one more of those things, one more chin-up, one more second in a handstand, is that worth it? When mm. you know, especially like the two of us had this in common, like really lousy spine mobility. Yeah, like couldn't do a bridge. And this or acrobatics weren't great. Extrapolates. I think into our lives even, you know, like I think this is this concept is something that is we're kind of battling with right now. Just uh, I mean, for me, uh, this this came up last episode is just you're you're encouraged and you're in some ways expected to become successful at one thing. Right. You're supposed to. And and that might be, you know, a career path or whatever. Um, But what that can do is potentially drive you beyond that point, that desire to be in this uh, domain of, of uh, or this, stra- this rarefied air of anything, like a, a, a great programmer, a great whatever, you might be making compromises that ultimately destroy your body or destroy your your other parts of your life. I mean, it's just a weird balance because I'm just like, even with, uh, you know, people that CEOs, you know, they put, they put 70 hour weeks in, 80 hour weeks in. If that's you, I guess that's you. But for a lot of people that, 
that sacrifice is going to destroy their relationships, personal relationships, their, their relationship, their camera, their, yeah, their family, their body's probably not doing much if they're working 70 hours a week. There's all these other factors that go with it. And, uh, yeah, the generalist thing is not a, it's not an appreciated, mm. you know, like even politically, mm. like politicians should probably be more generalist. <laughs> like being a lawyer doesn't mean you're going to be a good politician. Yeah. No. Like go do a th- have like at least three different jobs before you go run for political office. <laughs> I don't think we need to talk politics, but it's like, hey. it's something where you're totally right by that. Like it's, uh, I'm not doing this for respect. I don't really care if mm-hmm. anyone respects me. I enjoy it, but it is an interesting thing. I've never really thought about it. Like people respect the, the master of yeah. that one thing. You know, and it's, uh, there's a lot of sacrifice that comes with that. A lot. There's the, the, you know, like, I mean, think about the, there's the, the allure of like the, 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 almost like the handyman, like the guy who can kind of like fix anything. Jack of all trades. Yeah. yeah, Jack of all trades. Like, and, and, you know, what was it? It's like the Renaissance man. Like, can you do that? Now we, we often talk about that purely in like a kind of like a, 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 like sense of intelligence. Like, oh, he's an artist and a philosopher and, uh you know, so on and so forth. But, you know, I mean, I guess like there's like some, you know, the ancient kind of like, especially more Asian cultures, like the art, the, the warrior philosopher or the warrior artist, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's interesting. It was interesting to come here right when Matt had his first son and like see him having a second and see, I don't think there's any mistake that like you're a great father and you're a great teacher at the facility and a great business owner because you've learned to manage that, that stuff. Like, again, we, we don't consider ourselves hand balancing a hand balancing school, mm. but we produce, you know, probably on a monthly basis, uh, you know, a handful of 30 to 60 second freestanding handstands. Like it's so regular for us, but it's not our focus. And I think one of the reasons I like teaching the handstand is because it teaches process because it takes this thing that, that seems at least for some people, especially in the beginning, completely, unattainable and it gives you really simple concrete steps that are based around just doing the work in all honesty mm-hmm. and get you there and uh i think it and maybe it was with you matt we were talking about like uh who knows with one of my students he was talking about um procrastination and he said i think procrastination is uh you know has to do with people uh, uh getting overwhelmed and i completely agree like a big part, I think for me growing up, I had like a lot of anxiety. I procrastinated a lot on work mm-hmm. and it was because of that thing of like, I have all this stuff to do, not even knowing like where to start and, you know, spending seven or five years to get a, a one-arm handstand, <laughs> spending five years to get a one-arm handstand. It's like, okay, like I worked for five years on something like really minute, not a degree, yeah, you know, not finishing school, not, not a career, but like just like <laughs> one skill. Um, yeah, like that was the value in it for me. And now it's like with these big things come up, like running this facility is like a lot of work and managing the, you know, the, the, the other teachers and our students and, and personalities and, and Mm -hmm. all this like amazing, interesting, complex stuff that goes into having a community like this. It's like, yeah, there's times when it gets overwhelming at the end of the day, it's like, okay, the next step is just the next step. And the same with the training. So that's one thing that's I think is really cool. And that's why, like, it's one of the reasons I don't consider what we do just fitness work. Mm. Like, we're we're teaching. We're using the physicality as a way to teach. But you can you can learn a lot of other stuff through this. And it doesn't, like, this happened. The same thing, by the way, is, like, 
for people in like their, you know, their forties and fifties and sixties. Like, I think you can still have those lessons come through even at, at those ages as well. Yeah. That's like kind of the, that's what they say. You die when you, when you're not doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or that's how people fall off is when they just, they, they like quit their job or something and then they, they'll die a year yeah, months purpose. later because yeah. Yeah. Purpose. It's interesting that like the specialization can teach you kind of the process in some ways, but also the, by applying it to more things, like you, you're way more well-rounded probably. Well, yeah. Cause if I, I mean, I'm just fascinated with this idea. Cause like you said, we revere this, the master of the one thing. Why? I don't know why that is necessarily yeah, it's still. It's, like, it's romantic. It's romantic right? to the, think the like, man who goes to the mountain and becomes like a master, mm. like bladesmith and creates like, you know, you know, it's like there's, there's, there's romanticism in that someone who sacrifices everything in their life to, 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 to achieve this one thing. Yeah. And I'm not like, I'm not saying it's bad. Like, you know, it's like if you're an athlete and you want to go to the Olympics for whatever, and you work your ass off for it, and that's what you want to do. Great. Yeah. But I think the mistake that a lot of people make is looking at that as the only way to achieve mm. uh, any type of progress. Right. Yeah. And so again, again, like in the fitness world who a lot of times people look at these people you know, like I'm going to look at an ultra marathon runner as so they can teach me about uh, being like, you know, in shape. Mm-hmm. Maybe that person isn't actually the best person to look at for for that. Um, you know, it. it yeah. Do you want that ultra marathon bod? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably don't. That's I'm good with that. <laughs> you slender man. Maybe you want it. But if you're not. No, don't. but it's true. But like people don't. But people don't even make that realization. And when I was in CrossFit, I heard this all the time. Well, I'm I'm getting kind of chubby. I think I'm gonna run more. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, go look. I'm like, show him a picture of a sprinter, and then I show him a picture of like you know an ultra runner. Like, who would you like to look like? <laughs> you know. And very rarely do they choose ultra runner. Yeah. Um, but again, it's the it's a disconnect. And in terms of what you were saying, like, well, why do like we revere the specialists, or why do we like how we have to work? Spe- we have to specialize in certain things to make this progress. Is because. The opposite side of that is overgeneralization, which mm. you just won't get better at anything. Like yeah. if I try, if Do I... Do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah it doesn't and work. 10 minutes at a time, I mean, that's an ADHD did, life. Well, I think we all did that probably in like high school when you like go to, you went to the gym when you're like 16. Oh, yeah. Shrug, like, a lot of shrugs. A lot of shrugs, <laughs> a lot of bench. And then you like, you know, get on the elliptical for five minutes and you're like, oh, this is boring. I had that same routine. And you did the lat pull down, the lat pull down machine. Oh, yeah. That one. Yep. Got to get those lats. I didn't know what they were, but I had to get them. To pull them yeah, down. pull them off. <laughs> pull them down. Yeah, uh, yeah that but is thank God, But thank God for special specialists. Like without oh, yeah. them, we're, we don't have, you know, like, the knowledge. We yeah. don't have it at all. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just we we need that. We need to be able to. I don't want to say steal it because it's not like we're stealing, but we we want to be able to pull from them, right? Like we just went to jujitsu. <laughs> oh, and we're nice. learning, and we're learning from one of the best grapplers in the world. Like he's was a phenomenal. This is Amal Easton as like oh, yeah. a pretty legit. Uh, resume of fi- of fighting and then now has been teaching for a long time the guy opened in 98 so yeah. that's 20 years right i mean if we were just doing this off of the internet oh yeah like yeah, what yeah. we would be or or just let's learn how to grapple at <laughs> bmc like we would be what a waste of time so go to the people who can teach you um and then again, like, what are the concepts? What are the common concepts that you need? Yeah. And like, that's mm-hmm. that's sort of the way we're looking at it. Yeah. But yeah, this, but specialists help us a ton. Like, thank, like, 
Yeah, like, like you. Like, like having the, the parkour. No offense. <sighs> specialist, How dare you? Specialist scumbag. How dare you call me that, man? I'm a, I'm a renaissance man. Renaissance Master mover. of many. Jack of all trades, master of all of them. Real balancing and microphones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I'm a podcast extraordinaire. You know, whatever. I'm just... Um, yeah, that it's... Uh, I agree. Yeah, I think it's it's cool. Like you said, like the, the sacrifice, too, that it takes is uh is romantic and it helps you just maybe uh, you know i mean who just doesn't who doesn't want to that, be the best who doesn't want to be the best right like, you gotta, that's like yeah everyone it's has, a you know, it's a gamble right in a way that's yeah. like yeah, why it's so great because if you make all that sacrifice and then you end up in second place freaking bobby it's a tough pill to swallow but at least you went for it you know that's what is it ricky bobby if you ain't first or last you know? yeah <laughs> dc sorry dc sorry uh, dc you're you're a real champion now Sorry, DC, all, we love you. Yeah, we got a big. Uh, we got a. I mean, I'm actually rooting for DC. I'm always rooting for DC. You're a big DC fan. I'm a big DC fan. He's a big guy. Big man, big family man. <laughs> Makes me very happy. Yeah, yeah. He's the perfect. He's a. He's a great story. He's one of these. This more generalist. Like if you look at the scope of his life, he's kind of one of the people that I admire for that reason. He's got balance. You know, because a specialist maybe doesn't have balance in their life, whereas he, like, he came in second place at the Olympics and the and he's the national championships in wrestling, I think, or he had all the he didn't actually get his dream until right. he was near forty and finally got a legitimate, undisputable UFC ch- title championship, or you know, became the best in the world. Yeah. And that's and what, is now that's pound what I, for pound. That's what I I assume that's what kept him going until now. You know, yeah, like most yeah. guys would definitely have retired if you're. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah, winning all the time, you're like, what's the point? It's like it's the hunger, right? The John, like, look at, look the John at Jones. You become yeah. a, a rich senator, <laughs> yeah, and and then and you know you don't maybe have the same drive as you did when you were living, you know, hand to mouth. And same with like Connor. Same, I mean, a lot of those guys, right? But, yeah, but like uh, just like John Jones, like why? What's the point? Yeah, yeah. Like he was just he was so good that then he just had to like figure out a way to make it harder on himself, almost. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah like, exactly. There's, yeah. there, there's, yeah, it's weird. That's a tough one. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a psychologist. No, I don't, yeah, I don't either. I think that's like, at least there, if there's one thing to take from it though, is like what I'm taking right now is if you're not that person, if you're like, damn, if you want to be that romantic person, take some romance in the fact that you might just be setting yourself up for that more grand story. Like mm-hmm. DCs, you know, like it, you'll, you'll be, you'll have to develop in these other areas and you'll, you know, it's building character to the point where if, and when you do achieve that one thing you're seeking now, not only do you have that, but you have all these other great things going on for you. Whereas yeah, again, it's the, it's the, it's the process, the, the process, journey, yeah. if you will, to, to working. And you don't that have stuff. to hit a pregnant lady with your car and break her wrist to, yes, to feel like your that. life is balanced. Yeah. That's not it. <laughs> but it's also nowadays not to sound cheesy, but it's like, this is one of those things of, I feel like the more you can take yourself in this general perspective and feel like, you know, there's a lot of times I feel really uncoordinated or really bad at things. And mm-hmm. it's sort of one of these things you're just like, it's a good way to stay humble a little bit. And, the, you know, there's not a lot of people out there who are working on being a good person and staying humble. There's a lot of mm. assholeness, excuse my language. Uh, and it's, no uh, excuse it's, it's, said so far. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, you know, but it's, but it's I like, it's a, actually as wholeness as whole. The, it's a, it's on the, the second. Okay. Yeah. That's better. Syllable. It's PG, but it's, a, but it's, uh, but it's also something I've taken out of it more. It was like, I, I always wanted this as like a physical thing and I was so super pumped on the physicality. And then I realized like, there's a lot of really nice 
things you can take out of it and you can create a good culture and community around being nice, being a helpful person and mm. raising up the average of the, of the people like getting somebody like Zach who, or me, who wasn't a super athlete yeah. comfortable in your own skin. Like you can walk around the streets and just be like, ah, okay, cool. I'm walking without falling right now. Like <laughs> it's a nice thing you to, to kind of give people a little bit more confidence. I think I'm sure like parkour and martial arts, you know, they obviously do a ton of that as well. And I think that's something that's, that tends to be, forgotten yeah yeah and i'm trying i'm i'm talking about it a lot more because i'm realizing more like as a dad and then kind of feel like we're like the fathers of of this big group of people that we're working with like it's important that we're that we're reminding people that also part of it is just like being able to be like a good part of of mm. cult of the of culture community. of a yeah. community and like of the greater of like Colorado and that's I just saw, like, yeah, like yeah. the other day yeah. I saw extrapolate. one of our newer extrapolate. Extrapolate. <laughs> I saw one of our newer students helping a new uh, like a brand new student mm. and it was like that was the most heartwarming moment it's like awesome like that person now has enough confidence like they've been there for they've been with us for three months not not super long mm. but they have enough confidence to to take someone new kind of by the hand and, and help them out. And, and yeah, that, like, that's cool. And this is, I think someone who never would have done that in anything else mm. would have like gone out of their way to like, to help someone else. But because of the empathy that I think is inherently built in these types of practices, like when you, when you eat shit in parkour <laughs> and you see someone else eat shit, you're like, oh, like I know exactly what that feels like. You know what I mean, and when you fail at I mean, something, not me personally, no, though. not you, you've never fun. <laughs> That one time. I just can't remember because all the concussions. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but, but it's yeah. It, you can't help but build some sort of empathy if you work so hard at something, and then you see someone else in the middle of that process struggling. Like you, yeah. There's there's inherently uh, something that's going to drive you to, to to go out them and then like share some knowledge. And again, like that's Matt said. Like thank God for the specialists. Thank God for collective knowledge. You know, you imagine yeah, every yeah. generation we have to figure everything out again. We wouldn't be we talking wouldn't into be. microphones, broadcasting this over the internet, sitting in a heated <laughs> home. We'd be bashing each other over the head with rocks. Ooh, which does sound fun. Which, yeah, I'd be running over the hills. I think you guys might have. I mean, I don't know jujitsu yet, so I'd have we're to. If bad. you run, yeah. yeah, we're pretty bad. <laughs> if you ran, you'd have me, I don't think. I like, think, I, yeah, I'd rely on my speed and uh, the boiled down evolution. Look, but we can throw a rock pretty far. That's true. Um, and occasionally accurately. All right. All right. Let's go to war, boys. Right. Gentlemen. I was a Saturday? little league baseball pitcher, so. <laughs> so I'm getting hit Watch right out. in the back of the dome. You're saying. Now, he man, was in his 20s, like but the rest away. of the kids were little. League. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. It's true. Um, yeah, no, I love that. And I really think that's something that is inherent and observable in your guys' community and something that um, I've tried to bring at least more into my own life and, and hopefully more into the, the community you know, that I'm more involved in or at, than you guys, at least in the parkour community, um, because we, you have a richer just development of, <clears throat> I don't know, because we're all kids for the most part. So yeah. like, all the people that got into parkour were just kind of wild boys and girls like, and we've, we figured out again, you know, we specialize in this one area, but you know, now it's time to again, pull from, from these other disciplines. And, and one of them is just being, a good leader, a good communicator and, and providing that sense of community and encouraging people to, to 
be nice to each other and you know i don't know it can be tough with a lot of young men in the community a lot of testosterone a lot of it reminds me a lot of skateboarding yeah do you feel like that's accurate um yeah and there's this weird tension because a lot of people don't want it to be that way they want it to be a little bit more it's mature and and its own thing and have its own culture but because it attracts a young adolescent males a lot of them like that's just like i don't know i don't know the statistics obviously on it but it, it is something that like that that high energy channeling wanting to channel your whatever if you're if you're a pu- puberty hormone blasting you know teenage <laughs> boy then you're like this is something i can do that feels like appropriate to do with the energy because it's right. explosive it's ballistic it's uh you know and it's it can aggressive. be and it's aggressive and uh yeah and that's again and that's something we have to try to balance out i think ultimately in our community it takes a little more effort concerted effort on our part to make sure we're creating some kind of opposing force to that to that drive so can yeah, i ask sorry, sorry. I was, can, can i ask you something yeah but sure you let me and then I'm not, not to say that skateboarding isn't a good thing either. No, skateboarding is great. Jerry, you know? I think Jerry or, Seinfeld said it the best. He's like, you watch a kid on a skateboard, you know, falling over, you know, every five minutes. And that's someone who's going to go somewhere with their life. Exactly. Like someone willing to try that hard at something. And then it's the same thing with parkour. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like you see these videos and like people do these like crazy things and they fail. And I'd be like, okay, I'd be going home. Yeah. And then it's like six more of the fall and <laughs> yeah. then they get one. Yeah. And same with like snowboarding and skiing, like yeah. all this kind of rail stuff. It's like, what? like that's, it's exactly that. that. It's, Sorry. Like, it's crazy the amount of persistence that's in oh, there. Oh yeah. And that's why I don't, I mean, personally, like I have less investment in trying to, I think it's great because I like, I like the community you have. And I think it's something I'd like to have more of as I get older for sure. Cause that's well, just like what happens as you, you mature. Like you've been, you've been hanging out with us for mm-hmm. like a year now right yeah like just about like that. that yeah somewhere. um we've been going steady for a year yeah <laughs> october when what, are you gonna uh, it, like what if you could I want... if you could just kind of bring something over from parkour to to us and vice versa something from us to the parkour community like what what do you think those trades would be what would you like to see um <clears throat> let's see here from parkour to you guys uh let me think here. It's maybe the, um, this, I don't know. I, I think like that we're maybe sillier in some ways. Like we have a lot of goofiness it, it depends like where we're training, but you guys are actually really up on that too, though. I think it's kind of hard. you like, there's definitely similarities. Maybe like, um, here's what I was about to say actually is, and, and this is why I was going to say, I'm not less so invested in changing the communities because I don't think any one of these things like specializing in parkour is going to teach you a certain set of skills mm-hmm. and it, you can try to change the sport. So it teaches you all the sets of skills, or you can just kind of like know that parkour teaches you that. And then if you want to learn the other stuff, go over here to learn the other stuff. Does that make sense? So, like like the ballistic energy and the persistence and skateboarding and stuff like that it, it'll teach you and it, young men how to really just grind towards something and mm-hmm. you know not back down and not get discouraged or whatever maybe skateboarding is not the best thing for teaching ethics and, right. and stuff like this you know like and and do we have to make it that way i mean i think it again like the generalist trying to make it more well-rounded would be good um yeah. and so for parkour like i think the mental aspect like maybe you know what? Falling, I think maybe is one thing that'd be good in some ways. We, we practice falling a lot in, um, in our classes. 
you guys do a really good job of that. But also some of the handstand work, for example, I'm like, oh, if, if everyone just could learn the pivot, they wouldn't be so worried about going over their ha- hands, right. you yeah. know? And um, I mean, but again, I'm not really there to compare parkour no, and what curious. you guys do. I, I kind of meant more like almost in a cultural way. In a cultural way? Oh, God. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Uh, yeah, no. Well, be, I think, let me, let me, uh, yeah, no, this is good. I, I need to be put on the spot. I think your sense of um, community is something we could bring over more. Whereas, like, we still have a little bit of that macho, like, elitist kind of stuff going on sometimes. And, and it's, it's not, it's not reinforced by the community as a whole in parkour, but just because it's more of a spectacle, it just kind of like comes out. Because the people, the, when you do something extreme, it becomes more known and talked about. And you guys have a little bit more, it's less showboating and less like about what you can do and about just the process and stuff. So, but sorry. Well, I was going to say, and like one, one reason I think that is, is I ended up in the beginning, like number one, I wanted to start this school because I wanted to train with other people. Mm-hmm. And like, didn't really have a group of people to do this with. But what I realize now and why, like, I think it's so important with the community thing is when you get people who walk in the door, you're like, uh, I don't know if I want to train with this person. They kind of look like, uh, they might not be so good. And then next thing you know, like they actually have a lot to offer you. And like, it happened actually recently, a couple of weeks ago where we had an older guy, John, who's like 65, 65 mm-hmm. come in and he played basketball his whole life. And so all this footwork stuff that we were doing, like so I saw like people didn't want to pick him. And I was kind of like almost wanted to like turn the lights off and just lock and walk out. But I didn't. And the person who ended up like quote getting stuck with him mm-hmm. ended up having like a phenomenal game. Oh, we were yeah. doing like a footwork game. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was like, and they were like, fuck, like, look at this. Like I'm actually learning a lot. And then you realize you're like, how am I like a 30 year old guy not going up and trying to introduce myself to this guy who's 65 Mm. who has double the amount of life experience. And then I'm sure it compounds. Right. So it's like you start going through these things and you're like, you you very quickly realize that you have to be willing to just go up and meet new people or work with someone you want to, because nine times out of 10, you actually are kind of blown away that you didn't give them that opportunity and mm. you always realize like i realized like with a guy like marcello i didn't know he was as like i think he's an amazing guy and a parkour practitioner like doing really interesting stuff and then with this fear management like first few years i knew him i was like i just he was like a friend of mine yeah and then i realized what he was doing and i was like oh my god like he's on another level another level this guy yeah so it's just one of these things where you're like that's what kind of helped me with this building of the community is just realizing like everybody has things to offer, even if you don't want to accept that. Mm. And it helped me to realize like, Oh, like I'm going to go work with this person because like I definitely could learn something. And I think that just comes with working with a lot of different people and realizing like, it's just time to stop like being judging a book by its cover. That's the easiest way to put it. But yeah, I don't, um, yeah, that, when I think the practice lends itself to that a little bit more, you know, you know, and the, and that that's one of the things I really like about it, you know, is like it can get you, you know, in parkour, it's like if you want to go do some big roof jumps, it's not even safe to bring the beginners up there, right. or like people that are maybe seventy and haven't like done stuff, you know. So if if you want to indulge those interests, you need to find other people like you, like right. you're saying it. It's tough, and I I don't you know 
I think again, it's just it, I'd rather almost just celebrate the things that are. I think it's awesome that they are different. Yeah, of you know, yeah, like, for sure. It'd be cool if you guys had more that and in there maybe i guess i don't know like uh, not really but i don't like big grudge parkour for that i think parkour is just a little bit younger spirit in in crowd and it's a little less mature in some ways um but that's fine like it's it's a young sport yeah it's it's yeah. living through that phase and the, no, i wouldn't try to like rush exactly it along. what it needs to be yeah exactly is exactly what it needs to be Olympic weightlifting is exactly what it needs to be. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's cool. Well, and I'm trying to, in, in a weird way, like I'm almost, you know, I'm, this is what I'm interested in, right? Is like having more weird conversations, like about this stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to say that I'm representative of the parkour community, but obviously for me, parkour went in this direction where I wanted to talk to other people about not just movement or just parkour, but bigger concepts like this. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that has anything to do with the parkour culture ultimately, but it doesn't have nothing to do with it. You can't hurt it. I mean, yeah, it's just like, I think as people are getting older, people are going to express themselves in lots of different ways. We're seeing that with people like, what's his name again? The Italian dude? Marcello. Marcello. Like again, yeah. Marcello. Like he's got a very different style actually to what a lot of us in, in, uh, in the community would even recognize as I, I think as, I think nine times as, out of ten someone might watch one not nine times, but I think I think, you know, if if I'm scrolling through Instagram videos mm. and I see one of Marcellas, I think I think to maybe the average kind of person it wouldn't look as impressive as someone doing some crazy roof gap. Yeah. But maybe to someone like you who has this kind of experience of like like, oh wow, like the quality like that he's that he's uh, it's a know, different something. hybridization, right? Yeah. It's like Oh, he's, he's, he's putting creativity and intellect and physicality and just this very different mixture than the roof jump Yeah, and, and a very different mixture than a handstand practice. Yeah. It's like, it's all got elements of each, but it's different recipes. Um, yeah, yeah he's made it his own. That's what's yeah. cool. I mean, that's interesting to me yeah. is seeing people bring their kind of individualized, uh, uh, kind of, uh, personalities into, into their specialties. Like that's fun to watch in grappling, like in fighting. You know, it's what keeps things interesting for sure. Um, and, yeah, and even in parkour, like, you can see a lot of it. Also, it's interesting to watch, like, the first few generations get older. Mm. Like, you know, that that deficit drop's not going to last you into your 30s or 40s, probably. What, what do you mean by deficit yeah, the, drop? De- I'm sorry. Depth, depth drop, sorry. Oh, like, depth drop. Jumping off a two-story building. The height drop. Yeah, yeah. That, like, the name of this the show is height drop because boom. of that basically is it's just almost poking fun at the, this idea because it became a, a joke within the community like how much how unsustainable for one moment can you be taking the most amount of impact over the you know the least amount of time yeah it's and, uh so that's where i'm that's what i'm really curious to see the the you know the handful of folks guys and girls who stick with this into like legit middle age. Yeah. That's what I'm really excited to see. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, I mean, we've already seen with like kind of the, what did you call the, the OG? Yamakasi. Like Yamakasi. Yamakasi. Baby. Like how many of them are still practicing at the level that, it, that they were 10 or 15 years ago um, in terms of like risk. I don't know. If this is I think everyone's practice changes. Yeah. Over the course of their life. Like certainly mine has changed already. Um, just entering this era where, again, where I started to study things and like I, I was learning more about my body, I realized, oh, I actually lack a lot of strength that I thought I had. 
Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, we talked and about I, it today. Yeah. I was utilizing my mobility or flexibility or just even just youthful energy to recover will. from. Yeah. What is it? Will. Will. Jeez. Will. Yeah. Will. I had, I had good willpower. Yeah. Like the skateboarder. You know, I could get back up and just keep going even when my knee was screaming at me. No more. Please. No more. And I was just young enough to be like, I can wait a day and the pain goes away. And, you know. And I've had to adjust for sure the way I'm doing things. And, you know, I don't know that I'll ever, I'll never return to the way I used to practice because I'll have a more informed viewpoint now. But yeah, like, yeah, it's exciting to see that some of the guys, some of the Yamakasi dudes like Seb, Seb Foucault, um, Mm -hmm. Sebastian, he was out here and, you know, he's, He's not doing maybe the exact same stuff he was doing back in the day, but he can still take a big drop if he wants to on occasion and 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 take some impact. And he's, he says he feels really good, but he's really tuned in as well to when he's going to push past that line and doesn't push past it. Yeah. He gets, he, and it's he a gets fine smarter. sensitivity. And he's one of the few. I mean, and, and it's harder for him to figure that out than it will be for me. Because by the time I get to his age, not only have I learned about everything that everyone that came before me, but I even when I was first learning, I was exposed to things that helped keep me in check a little bit more than what he was doing. Right. You know, where he was like, you know, you're literally in the dark as to what your body is capable of when you're first doing your first generation parkour athlete. Yeah. And that's like, a, that's an interesting thing that we have to deal with is like this and this research mode of like, all right, so what do we want to teach like a year from now? Mm. And I was saying to these guys, I was working on some, stuff dealing with uh like a lot of movements coming in and out of like headstands like a lot of stuff that would look like a wrestler's warm-up and i was doing this this uh this thing and it was starting to feel good it was just like hopping from a headstand to a bridge on my head back and forth like a very typical wrestler's warm-up and i started doing circles and started doing it like on the side of my head just to see like how it felt Mm. and so one day i did like a hundred reps of it and i was like all right cool like no big deal. Meaning like I'm laying on the side of my head, putting pressure on my neck like that. And I was like, but my neck is pretty strong and also like for some, like pretty flexible and, and stable. So I was like, all right, well, if my neck is strong and these guys are going to do maybe 50 reps, then a hundred reps is probably not enough. So the next day or like two days later, I did 500 reps and I woke up and I was like, totally <laughs> screwed in my neck. But at least like we, I went far enough to realize like, okay, I'm not going to do this with the students. Yeah. Um, but that's part of it is like figuring out like, what the hell can people handle? What can your body handle? Mm-hmm. What can, like, what's the longevity of this whole practice? Cause hopefully we're doing this stuff forever. Like, I don't want to have an, another, uh, like this is my my passion when it comes to anything other than like my family it's like being outdoors my movement practice and my family and that's like it i mean i don't know if you have time for anything else but it's (laughs) you get three things yeah three things maybe four if you're i'm cool with three you know like i but i'm really hope and based on how i feel now um and the tools that we're acquiring to deal with things like injuries when they come up like i really think we can be doing this for a long long time Oh, yeah. um, and part of that is that holistic approach like he, Zach was saying it's like we're not just doing go heavy all the time jump as far as you can all the time it's like let's 
do some express some expression work meaning like let's dance like more dance stuff and dance still can destroy you too oh my god yeah but it's just like how where do we find the balance you know like how do we deal with these injuries how do we deal with our joints um and also like we're getting smarter yeah like i think we're actually getting smarter we we've done enough of these dumb 500 thing neck rolls <laughs> height drops you know yeah proverbial height drops yeah, exactly. Like, you 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 realize like that was too much, and luckily I don't have to share that with the two hundred students. I when just it becomes fun to person. participate and find the line in a way too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. If, if, in a way, you gift that to the community by pushing it beyond. Yeah, and, think, yeah. and, and it's, it's a great story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, we have, and we have like we have a lot of tools to help bring us back. Yeah, from some of that stuff. Like I, I got we got really into jujitsu, and I my hips and and low back took a beating because of it. And, uh, and it kind of freaked me out in the beginning. And then I remember like, oh yeah, like I have, I have tools. all the tool set that I need. I have all the, uh, the, yeah, all the little bits and pieces. I just need to do the work. And, and yeah, and it took a few weeks, a few months, but it's like, okay, I feel good again. Like I feel back to where I was. And now I, I learned something about how hard I can push when I grapple mm. and how much I can't just rely on like what I had built before. I had to maybe do a little bit more maintenance work in between, Yep. you know, when I do something really heavy like jujitsu and then I'm, then I'm surprised when I can't like sit in the splits anymore. Like, <laughs> or, or also the thing, like a big one for Zach in, in jujitsu. Cause like he did it his first competition and we were training together a little bit. And it's like this thing of like uh, learning how to settle to relax Oh you yeah, because yeah, everyone yeah. gets into jujitsu in the beginning, and it's like very heavy and hard and energy management. Yeah, and that's like, a big one. Is like, how do I, you know, how do I chill out, and mm-hmm. how do I just maintain positions and not be such a like a meathead, which everyone in the beginning is because yeah. you use your strength. Yeah. yeah, and then you realize like, oh shit, it's just like <laughs> everything else. You know, like I just need to learn like a- basic angles, leverage, yeah, and not being not just doing a one arm chin up on another person, you know, like cl- <laughs> climbing is a really another easy way Climbing's, to think about that. Yeah. yeah. You're not the strength that we're developing from a gymnastic standpoint is helpful for sure. But it, climbing is a footwork game. But mm-hmm. as a beginner, you're like pulling yourself up the whole time. That works when you're bouldering mm-hmm. on a V1, <laughs> right? It doesn't yeah. work in any other scenario. Once. You know, like I love the the best was this. I don't know if I ever told you this, but a couple of winters ago, we were climbing at the spot and Titus did a one arm chin up. He did like three. Or he did th- like three one arm chin ups to get to the top of this route. And everybody booed him. Boo. Like the whole gym started wow. booing. And it was like, it was such a R- rough crowd at the yeah, spot. Yeah, but it's also like, it's because no it's technique. Sort of, no technique. Just pure yeah. display of. Strength. Check, check it out. Check me out. And that's fine, right? And it's good. Look, I, I think it's important to have a one-arm chin-up. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody who has, uh, you one know, arm. if you're capable of of building up to that strength, I don't think everyone needs it, but it's mm-hmm. a good thing to build up to. Um, and it definitely helps with a lot of things. Like I know in jujitsu, it helps people trying to get our arms for arm bars. Like, I'm just going to keep my arm right here. <laughs> but then the smart people just use a very simple little adjustment of the lever of leverage the and they get it yeah i know yeah. and um yeah so yeah there's a lot of like we were talking earlier i'm fascinated by jiu-jitsu i can't wait to get started with that it's it's a fa- it's fascinating it's 
It's a remark grappling. You know, we have uh, we've done some wrestling as well, but the grappling arts or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. are super interesting. Because yeah, I feel like it's the it's one of the final frontiers or frontiers. If there was a three sided coin, parkour kind of shows you interact with the environment, go away from things, or you know, yeah, and then a more this more generalist movement thing that you guys often are teaching in in your school is is kind of like figure out how to move your body by itself mm-hmm. and dance is kind of like that. And to an extent, a lot of disciplines are like that gymnastics. And then grappling is like, how do you deal with the most, the other thing that's more complex than anything else in the world? Another I mean, human being. This will like, you know, so this every, every sport devolves into what at some point, like every time you play three on three mm-hmm. and someone fouls you, what happens? It's a fight. It's a fight, you know, like yeah. that's and, and and all sport is is a proxy for fighting. Mm-hmm. And when that proxy doesn't, uh, you know, match up to what you expect in that moment, ten those fights, you know, fights tend to break out, you know. Uh, and so, like, what a what a pu- what a really great pure uh, representation of, of physicality is, you know, it's combat. And I'm not saying martial arts because I think that's something different. I'm talking about yeah. an actual fight. Yeah, you can call it like even maybe you know, UFC, but maybe some people would say like, I think Steve Morris would say that's not enough because they, because they end those fights. Oh uh, yeah. The fights ending. <laughs> the ending of their time. own volition. Yeah. So uh, unless it was UFC 229, which <laughs> so, continued. Start a new fight. Yeah. <laughs> end one fight, start a new fight. <laughs> have you seen the, have you seen the team uh, MMA fights? Out, of course, out of Russia. Oh yeah. Like, the, like six uh, on six. Is it, it's, is it, what does they call it? It's not Sambo, but it is Sambo, right? Like No, it's just like six on six MMA. Little, it's like in an arena that yeah, kind of looks yeah. like it'd be sick for parkour, actually. It's, it's really and interesting because like, what happens is is like it turns into like, you know, so it's like I think it's like six on six. So it starts as like very quickly, like six individual fights in the one. course of about a minute or two. Becomes it becomes five like dudes. five guys beating the <laughs> crap out of one. <laughs> it's uh, And of course, it's like only the Russians would think of this madness. And then, but, they, then they hang from a crane. And then they hang from cranes. Yeah, that's how they saw. And it. then they hang from cranes. Um, See, the Russians are specializing in, in gnarliness. That's right. And Listen, uh, we got to appreciate legit. them. <laughs> legit. It's fucking cold up there. There's not a lot to do. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, like, it's like exactly what we're saying. It's like it's it's another element of this stuff. And the thing is, is like, have working against the puzzle, a puzzle that is a a a, a non cooperative body, like another body that yeah. is that is also trying to simulate murder on you <laughs> change it like changes everything. Cause all of your plans uh, go away. Yeah. And this, and we see this, you see this in jujitsu every day. Like you train, train, train. You're like, cool. I'm going to get the best triangle all the time. And then you go against, you know, one other person and they don't even have to be that great. They're just trying to stop you from doing what yeah. you're doing. And now your triangle is useless. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, it's, there's, yeah, there's something so interesting and deep about it. Um, and then, you know, you'll roll with, with these, uh, these higher level belts, these guys and girls who, who you're not even ever in control. And I don't mean that they're forcing you around. It's that you think you have an opportunity and they've laid this perfect trap for you. They see it's the, it's the mm-hmm. chessboard. They see three, four moves ahead. You walk right into their trap. And the next thing you know, uh, you're tapping out, um, because you didn't even see it coming. It's really interesting and it's fun and it hurts. Yeah, I'm uh 
I mean, it's like I'm a little worried about my joints, but I know that yeah, if you have the right training partners, that's the you probably be okay. That's but. the difficulty. Like I and again, I love I love it, but that's always the difficulty is like making sure that you're working with somebody who who understands if, how not to hurt how, you. How about this? While also trying to hurt you. If you come out of like the parkour world, or if you have a movement background and you know how to move your own body in space, then. Mm theoretically you should be a decent beginner yeah. partner yeah. the difficulty is most people go into it without yeah. any background yeah. in it and it's it, it is scary the most dangerous yeah. thing is another white belt yeah so yeah that's how i got my i got a concussion a couple of months ago from, oh, from a white belt um yeah he's i mean that's totally right when a lot of people because i mean not saying that you shouldn't try it out if it's something that interests you but like no. a lot of people it's like most of the rest of their life is family and desk mm-hmm. and then they go two hours a week to grapple and uh and and you're their you're their training bag you know <laughs> and uh and 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 accidents happen you yeah. know with really high level you know the shit happens it's a it's a mm-hmm. no activity that i think is worth any of your time is 100 percent safe right agreed and, and I, I i'm sure you feel that in parkour as well like you know i, I don't know if you ever had someone coming and be like i just really don't want to get hurt it's like okay well, you're not in the right place yeah. and like I'll, and i'm never i will never say that to someone who walks into our training facility like we will we will make every effort to make sure that you're you're going to be safe and and that risk is minimized but if you expect to be in any activity that is going to provide any physical emotional or cognitive development and you and you want zero risk I think you're delusional. Yeah. Um, so so that risk exists with jujitsu, but there are definitely things you can do to mitigate it. Like Matt was lucky, or I was lucky because Matt had started doing one-on-one training with, uh, um, at the time, uh, a brown belt. He's now a professor of black belt at, at Easton. But that was a great way to start. Is like it really, because it really wasn't this thing of like one teacher trying to manage 20 people. It was mm-hmm. the two of us and our teacher, Shay. And, uh, and yeah, it definitely kept me interested i think long enough to really commit to it whereas i think if i had just gone to classes i think yeah i don't know the same thing would happen in parkour where beginners there's this there's hilarious famous clips of these uh free runners in gaza and uh they're called like the gaza gaza pk right gaza free running and it's again it it goes with the culture and again it's like a russian thing where there's just like it's not that it's cold but it's Life is cheap a little yeah. bit, it's cheaper out there yeah. potentially, or at least it feels that way if you're growing up out there. I don't know. I've never yeah. no, been there, but wrong. you know, there it's not exactly the blind leading a blind, but it's like people that don't really have that brown belt or that black belt, just like all encouraging each other to like just go harder with it. And they're sending like double and triple flips off of buildings that no one should ever jump off of ever. And uh, just landing sometimes flat on their face. It's ama- it's amazing that there aren't more clips of them all breaking their necks. Um, it's a tougher culture. It's tougher out there. I mean, and it's hard not to enjoy the the the, the videos they put out too, because ultimately they're doing it anyways. Yeah. Might as well. Uh, you know, I still look at it like I mean, I'm a fan of the UFC. I know you guys are as well. It's just, and it's not that I'm against people sacrificing their body for for any other mo- for motives that are you know personal to them but um yeah sometimes people do like really struggle to uh to enjoy or they'll they'll, they'll shit on those guys you know they'll like to like oh you're giving the sport a bad name i'm like yeah i mean 
it's they're just, doing it. They're just that's that's they're they're out, baby. That's the it's not going to last very well. It's kind of a self correcting system. Well, yeah, way, the feedback know? is instant. I'm sure. Par- I mean, I know parkour is the same way, and the jujitsu is. If you fail, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if I fail, maybe if I fail like a you know a dance sequence, unless I have a teacher over you know standing over and being like no and pushing me, it's like it's the the feedback is less instant. Or if I'm doing some like internal work or or some softer work. Uh, you maybe don't get that and i don't think it's necessary for every element of a practice but you know when you when you're getting choked or when your face makes contact with pavement Mm -hmm. like you can't either you can't blame anyone else no you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like it got in my way that's what's good about a lot of these martial arts or combat i mean you know even just all martial arts i think that's something they have in common is this relationship with with uh responsibility you know and just being like all right and that's hard for people yeah and, and it, it'll it'll humble you one way or another yeah it'll, it'll test your ego you're looking at yourself clear in the mirror mm-hmm. there's no one else to blame and i think i mean again like i haven't i haven't got like my experience in kind of parkour related activities is very small yeah i'm going to talk more about jujitsu because i know for sure here, i have more experience with that but like especially in, in jujitsu, especially when it is a fight. And when mm. someone puts you in a position where they can choke you to the point where you pass out, there is something so visceral about that because if this was not a controlled setting, if this was a fight for my life, that's it. I lost. Yeah. And that, that evolutionary part of you, that like <laughs> non-rational part just gets pissed. Oh yeah. And then you're, and then it, and it kind of bumps up against your ego and it's like that learning to manage that is, is, is very different than a, like I fell out of a handstand. Although I definitely got pissed when I fell out of, when I fell out of handstands, but like, yeah, ooh, that it's was not, a totally different it's not thing. built in literally to this, you know, from survival, from decades of survival. Yeah. Cause you pick, when you pick a challenge in parkour, it's kind of like you're picking a fight with something, but it's again, it's not in the same scale. It's like somewhere in between maybe the handstand and the, you know, or, you know, even in the handstand, it's just like you're setting yourself a goal. You're, you're picking a fight with this goal in some way. You're yeah. like, I can do this. I can beat said opponent, which is maybe just a jump to a rail. Yeah, or you. But, yeah, or you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you, and if you, if you miscalculate, it's not as in visceral, like you're saying in, in a lot of sports, but with jujitsu or combat sports, I don't know, it's like very, I saw that there's a video of, of Kira, uh, when jump, jumping, doing that gap, I think on Pearl street, those buildings. Oh yeah. And like, I mean, listen, if she missed that, it that's not gonna it's not gonna could be go game well. over but again like i i i mean i, I yeah I yeah well yeah. I, I know she understands the risk and her abilities as well but like i don't think it's as, i don't think it's that different from having someone strangle you for sure well yeah and like you're you're not you're not wrong i would say it's just that most people by the time they take it to height they've already kind of developed yeah. a better sense right. of self and, and it's picking their right one. opponents they're going for that floyd mayweather record they're not going for they don't gotta get that salty especially at height you're not gonna get that they're not three and those out. losses where yeah because yeah, you'll die 100%. You, know, you know what's funny is i like i heard you just saying that the visceral thing i honestly have never thought thought about it like that really in jiu-jitsu not i honestly can say i've never thought about it that like oh shit if you this wasn't just me you could have yeah, just, just murdered me i i i don't know why maybe because i always went into it as this thing of like i'm just here to learn mm-hmm. uh but i i or maybe i have a weird disconnect with the past of being a human being that's like <laughs> a weird thing that i honestly mm. i'm like sitting here just like wait he's right 
Like every time I've been choked, literally. Every, listen, every guy out there, ha- you know, you always see this thing of like, oh, like you have this well, mind, like you have some confrontation on the street, and you're like, oh, if that had gone to blows, I would have done this, and I would have. Oh that, my god! And I would have like. I hate totally that talk. That no, that, no. I, that I know. That yeah, I do. You know what I mean? Time. Like everyone has that. You yeah. have that fantasy yeah. of like you know the fights. You're gonna be like Jason Bourne. Yeah. And then you, what happens? You watch. <laughs> gonna Eddie, be like Jason Bourne. You are like Jason. Bourne. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, Jason Bornowitz. <laughs> <laughs> but but then if you look at you know look at any any fight on YouTube between like you know average people and it's like it's fights are messy but then yeah as you go to jujitsu and you like you train the stuff you're like yeah okay I got this I'm, I'm, step I, two step two I just hip exactly and then and then <laughs> you know someone who maybe isn't physically menacing or or even like a you know like you know I don't know some scary person like. You know, it could be some 135 pound like female uh, purple belt will will just choke the shit out of you, and then it's like, and, and it's you cannot you cannot hide from that. It's like <laughs> totally instantaneous. Yeah. It's interesting. I really like it, but I think uh, I don't know. I I, I with uh, without our practice and having years of that kind of like that isolated failure that was much more personal, maybe more like parkour. Failing at hand balancing, failing at strength work, failing at acrobatics, failing at juggling uh, soccer balls. I don't. I honestly don't know if I would have stayed with jujitsu, and not because I don't think it's a valuable thing, and not because I don't. I don't really enjoy it, but it's like from uh, from an emotional standpoint. Like when I was doing CrossFit in my early twenties, like I was I was angry, and I wanted to get things. Now I wanted the trick to get the muscle up. I wanted the yeah, trick yeah. to get the snatch. Uh, I would fail lifts and, and throw a fucking tantrum like a child. And it's like, you know, and for what? And so that's one thing I really credit what we've been doing or what I've, Matt and I have been doing under Edo and, and what we're showing our students is like, you know, it's okay. There's definitely worse things that could happen than you not being able to hold 30 seconds in a handstand. <laughs> and at that moment, it definitely sucks. Yeah. But just try again tomorrow. I mean, you guys were juggling soccer balls today in class, you know, like, yeah. and it's not a comfortable thing for a lot of people. It wasn't for me, but it's also like, it's just a soccer ball, but like how that's so crazy. What kind of emotions it can bring up in people. Oh man. And it's a good tool. That's why like some of these things are so potent. Well, that's, it, it's, it's the rail, a rail in parkour. It's like, it, there's rails everywhere. Go do it. Like you have no excuse. It doesn't cost yeah. any money. Free Go entry, learn. baby. Go learn. I think it's it's it, it it often comes down to if you identify with that arena as being your domain too if you if you feel the visceralness or not like maybe you go in there and again you're like I'm here to learn and uh you know I volunteered to get in this grappling match with this guy that, that doesn't necessarily mean that I, on the streets he mm-hmm. would have ever gotten this close to me I don't know if he like you don't I'd even need to away. rationalize it. Yeah, yeah. I just like I'd be out of there or who knows or I best defense is at 200 I'd have my my whip out my knife or something you know i'm i'm a savage yeah. who knows what you you mean cut yourself with <laughs> your cut own yourself, knife cut, <laughs> ah, God. start bleeding everywhere and then the person you were fighting is like do you want me to take you to the yard yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's canadian you he run. says he's sorry for ride. scaring you uh, yeah. you just feel like an ass but i think uh for me like with parkour and stuff because when i'm when i'm at it's easier for me when i'm in the bmc to to, to feel that relief of and embrace that that failure because I haven't identified, I haven't put my identity into the practice so much. Mm-hmm. I came in very much as a student and having kind of already 
built again, a process and understood a, a process. Yeah, you exactly. have a practice underneath your belt. Like you're not. Yeah, but that's sorry, what I'm saying. Man, you're not like most people. Well, no, I know I'm not. You know, I'm a fucking <laughs> special, guys. Um, no, but you know, you get like uh, like not not many people push that hard in certain sports. But again, you're not like most people because like we have other high level and professional athletes who come and they're so used to being the best that then when they're new at something, it's been maybe ten years since they've been bad. Mm. You know, and it's yeah. like, and it, again, it rubs against their ego a little bit. And like that, I mean, that's what I felt in jujitsu. It's like, you know, somebody choking me and I'd be like, as I'm blacking out, I'd be like, but I can do it when I'm handsome. <laughs> if you can't. Or, you know, or like I did, yeah. a, I did an ultra uh, run when I was doing a lot of CrossFit and, you know, all these great runners pass me and they clearly see me and they're like, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. It's totally wrong shoes on. Uh, and uh, I wasn't wearing nipple tape either. <laughs> But uh, they'd pass me, and in my head, I'd be like, I can deadlift so much more than you. <laughs> yeah. It didn't help me That's at that moment. That's weird how that comes no. out, though. I've yeah, that it, too. it's so odd, man. It's like, it, it's unstoppable. Yeah. The ego will yeah, always be screaming in your ear that either where, you're not good enough or you're better that's than. That's actually a really good point. It's you know? always going to be there. It's yep. just whether or not you listen to it. Yeah. And how do you shut it up? That's, that's maybe for another day. But yeah, that's knows. like actually something that we've been super interested in the last few years that we don't really talk about that much no but it's like that internal practice of like of the stillness work or mm. um you know like people would refer to it more like as a meditation thing but that's an interesting one that's i think been very helpful yeah on a lot of ways but at the same time just like a lot of other elements like in parkour or like in what we're doing it's like how do you really know? You know, like, what are you judging yourself against? And you're mm. like, am I getting better? Or am I like getting, like, how do you know? Yeah. You know? And there's, so it's an interesting thing. That's one of the weird things with all of these things in general. Like, yes, you can win a parkour competition and yes, we can help people win a competition in another field or something like that. But in general, it's like, how do you, how do you know if you're getting better? Like you as somebody who's realizing shit, like I'm getting a little bit older, I can't be doing the same insane stuff I was doing. So then you sit there and you're like, but then am I getting better? (laughs) Right. So there's this weird thing that we're, that's why I think the sitting work and the stillness work is so, is very important because you can actually at least have time. You can reflect on it at least. And Mm -hmm. you can ask those questions of yourself because that's, that's been the, the hardest thing for I think the majority of us to be like, what am I really doing this for? I understand like, yes, I want to be a more generalist, you know, movement Mm -hmm. practitioner. But in reality, it's like, where am I really going with all of this? Mm -hmm. Because at a certain point, and this is like where I, I keep coming back to with our students having these conversations is like, am I doing this just for the physical thing? Or am I doing this because I'm trying to create like a better you know, to like, I'm trying to create a better person out of all these people that are around us. Or these are the like really inter- the things that I'm really focusing on. And Zach and I have this conversation like for hours. Mm. It's like, what are we really doing it for? Yeah, I know. And like, how do you get people to realize these things about them? And is it like the movement practice or whatever it is your practices? That's just a metaphor. Yeah, for the rest of it. Not to sound cheesy, but it's just sort of where my brain keeps going. <laughs> I'm you know, the same way. Yeah, you it's like you can't separate them. No, you. I mean, you. You are the things that you do, and those things, you know, relate to your life, like or relate to other aspects of your life. But I should also have the ability 
to separate those things. Like if I'm a lumberjack and I'm cutting down fucking trees all day and then mm-hmm. I go home to my wife, maybe she needs some soft loving and not some <laughs> lumberjack loving. Right? Yeah. It's this thing. I have to separate the two, but to say that one doesn't have a relationship to the other uh, is, I, I think it's, it's ignorant for lack of a better word. Like you mm. go to, you know, anybody who's had a shitty job knows this. Oh yeah. You go home from a shitty job and it's not like you don't leave that job there. <laughs> you take it home and it affects the people around you. Maybe your kids, maybe your, your partner, uh, maybe your friend, your friendships and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can't separate it. Uh, and like Matt said, like a lot of what we're doing now is trying to understand those relationships from a physical and an emotional and a cognitive kind of relationship. Um, and this, the stillness practice is, is like another kind of layer in that, in that almost it feels inevitable at this point. It's like this onion, this, it, it seems like it has to be the next piece. Um, and it's hard. I think it's the hardest thing we're doing right now. It's the hardest mm-hmm. thing for our students. It's the hardest thing for me personally. Like, you know, when I, when I realize I'm like, okay, I get, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit still for 45 minutes now. Like this is my plan today. If I, if someone came over and was like, Hey, do you want to do, you know? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'll do it. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. You want to move this couch into my house and then move it immediately out? I'd be like, uh-huh. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. But your door is really narrow. Cool. <laughs> it's a funny thing to share it with people too like we're it's so uh it's so it's it's, it's, it's tough not, it's not we we're not into like you know we're not doing there's a few people that are sitting that are sitting with us uh, on a daily basis you know that are mm-hmm. doing the longer because at the end of class we're doing you know like today we did some shaking but in general we want to try to have people sitting or standing for like 10 minutes i, I try to give people that time or to work on their breathing but like, it's a weird thing to share that you're not, you know, like you learn how to do precision jumps. You're like, okay, I can break this down and teach yeah, it how to yeah. blah, blah, blah. This thing you're like, wow. Like it's intense. It's intense because you feel, I feel so self-conscious about it in general. Like just it's a, being still. No, just like, just, just teaching like, the, am I good to... enough to share this oh, yeah, experience yeah, yeah. with other people? Because it's like, it, it, I, I don't even know how to. There's also you, is it intimate? You're like <laughs> I don't even. It's a weird thing, you know. Like we're not because we're new to it. It's only been a few years for us, mm. and there's people out there who've dedicated their lives to doing it. Um, so we try to keep it simple. Where we're like, here's the task for today. How about we'll just stay still for five minutes. See if you can like just don't swallow the saliva that's gonna get stuck in the back of your throat. And like if the fly lands on your face, just don't swat it. <laughs> like that's the goal. And like keeping it simple. Yeah. But. It's a, it's a tough one to like really, I've shared it with some of our close students, some of the work that our teacher duty Malka has shared with us. And it's like an intense thing to share with people. It's super hard to do. I mean, I think I've had the most struggle with that too. Like some of the stuff that I've done with you guys is the stillness has been absolutely the thing that I can't yeah. do the, well, do the best. Like I, I'm way behind in terms of being up in a place where I could tell someone like, here's how you do it. Yeah. I'm like, I can barely I can barely do it for the five minutes, even. I think the if, how, even if the I'm how on my is back. actually probably the easiest part. Sit still. That's <laughs> the how. Easiest in terms of conveying the message. Yeah. Why I think is even harder. Yeah. And I think why is harder because from a cultural standpoint, it's it's hippy dippy. It's yeah. really funny because like I mean, and I I'm I was this way for a long time of like, you know, you hear about like you know. 
Dalai Lama meditates and Steve Jobs would Jobs would meditate and all these really successful and they and they talk about how important it was for them but part of it was just it was so stuck in this kind of like this faux spiritual thing for me that made me uncomfortable uh, yeah, yeah. that I did that it kind of pushed me away mm-hmm. um, and then I don't even think Ido didn't even when we started doing it with him and duty it was just kind of a thing of like okay try this now sit and don't move and for like yeah. two years yeah for you like two years we did this and mm-hmm. it was never a, a discussion of anything else until like last this summer he, he kind of was like okay here's what i want you to kind of start to work on next and 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 the why's started to come out so the how i think is a really tough barrier in the beginning that is sitting there not moving but uh but it's worth trying and honestly like we, none of us have it what yeah what 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 is your like why in your best words if you can try to approach it it doesn't exist anywhere else in in most of our lives right now that's the Mm -hmm. main why i think for most people is because every other instant of my life my attention is being sucked into my phone which i've checked several times in this podcast i'm so sorry uh or (laughs) how dare you you. (laughs) or or then listening to the news or or maybe i'm cooking like you know dinner but i'm my my train of thought is at the facility what am i going to teach tomorrow stuff like that is like you know like when was the last time you sat and ate and you weren't watching tv you weren't reading the news you weren't on the internet you weren't listening to music just sat and did that task only or talking to another person or talking to another person Mm. right uh and like again like and as everything's saying it's like not checking the phone but so the Past that, it's like, okay, we have this movement practice. We're talking about being this kind of high level of physicality, this moving around, stuff like that. But having this this negative space to place that movement in mm. is making the movement stuff more interesting. It's also helping us out a lot. We had a, we have a, we have a student, this, uh, this uh, gal, Stevie, and, and she's gotten so good at her hand balancing. And the other day I said, oh, well, like, you know, blah, 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 your 60 second handstand. She goes, oh, I've actually, I still don't have one. I, I kind of always fall around like 30 or 40 and I don't know why. And I told her, I was like, you have 60 seconds. You don't have the attention span for 60 seconds. Mm. Um, like, and, and this is the thing of like not getting attached to any train of thoughts that pull you away for a minute. That's the hardest part in a lot of the stillness is like you sit and you're still and then you know, you end up thinking about like that class in third grade that you had with that mean teacher. Oh, what was her name? Da, da, da. Like it just sucks you down that river of thoughts. And for a lot of people for the handstand, they have all of the tools. They have all of the strength. Like Stevie is definitely strong enough for yeah, it. Yeah. But what happens is she goes up there, handstand, 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 fix, 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 fix. Oh, like after class, I have to go to the grocery store because I fall. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's, it, that's, that's yeah. it. So that's, this is like one of the pieces that I mean, and I, again, like Matt said, we've only been doing this for like a very short time, like a few years. So I'm sure there will start to be more and more of these uh, pieces that become obvious to us. But immediately for me right now, like that's where I'm seeing the benefit or the crossover, the correlation. No, it makes of sense. The why. Or even it's very similar, but it's one of these things where you're, if you're in a class, it's very easy to, if the, the teacher's talking for three minutes, it's very easy to not get all three minutes of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of the byproducts of this practice too, is this thing of like, just stay on the task and like in meditation or whatever, they'll say like, most people say, f- focus on your breath. And it's just the thing of like, 
okay, I'm just going to literally feel what the breath is doing mm-hmm. to me, or I'm just going to observe, how, like, Listen, that's right? going it's in. Like, yeah, whatever that means. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Zach sometimes will say it like, okay, like, I'm talking, he'll sit, explain it to me that he's he's observing the breath, but he's trying in his head not to say inhale and exhale, so it's not like a... He's not narrating it with words. Mm-hmm. He's just figuring out a way to listen to it and like observe it. Yeah. And so it's one of these things where you're just uh, like when I'm in a, a class, when I'm in Zach's class, nowadays I'm able to focus on what he's saying because I've daily sit down and I'm like, here's your task. Sit still and just look at your breath. And so what I'm able to do as a byproduct of that practice is to listen to somebody talk. And as opposed to like the very typical thing when you're talking with someone where I would glaze, you know, <laughs> or start looking around like, All yeah, right, I got my shit. Squirrel, I'm going to, I got right? a thing. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Well, let's exactly. just wait till he's done now. And then <laughs> I get to say it. And that's, and that's like a, a really tough thing for, I think a lot of us. And oh, I yeah, would assume huge. it's only going to get worse it's based not. on how we're communicating through Jesus. technology. Yeah. It's, so it's, I think it's a, uh, it's a really good practice for uh, practically. I think it's a very good practice mm. for being able to pay attention to what people are saying, to be able to be uh, not to, yeah, again, like present in what you're doing and to appreciate it. Like old, a couple of years ago, I would have been sitting on the couch right now just being like, okay, so like next, I'm going to go, my training is going to be, oh, Brandon's saying something. Okay. <laughs> but wait, but I have to train at five o'clock. So I'm not, but like now it's like, cool. I'm like, I'm enjoying myself. I'm here. Like, all of these things that when I'm sitting that I get used to doing of like relaxing my abs so I can feel my breathing a little bit more. Like I've been Mm. doing that stuff and that's just my observation of it as Mm -hmm. someone who's a beginner in that, that's a byproduct. I don't think that's the goal. Yeah. Um, But those are just the things that we can speak to. And that's why I think it's such a tough thing to share with people Yeah, because it's like, uh, you know, this word surrender is like a huge word, Mm -hmm. word and yoga and and meditation. And I can't bring myself to saying it (laughs) when I'm explaining what we're going to be doing. Like, I just can't. It's not. If Matt said that, I'd be like, that's not Matt's voice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just one of those things like I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. That's not my voice right now. And like hopefully in a few years that that will be. I just cannot say surrender <laughs> like i just can't do it it's just not me and it's not my experience with that it would work. be false and I, yeah it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't be real it wouldn't be true it's like the same you know you don't want to go and learn hand balancing from someone who can't do a handstand yeah <laughs> or yeah, anything, yeah no right? no yeah exactly yeah you, the walk the walk talk the talk thing is important i think and i think it's interesting that it's all coming up like it's making me remember that that's kind of what I've been taking. I ran into these injuries and with parkour, this is like something that this is why it's so hard for me is I was able to run literally and figuratively with this, this parkour career for a long time. And my attention was never tested. I never needed to, to endure stillness on a scale that I have now dealing with it. All this energy that I used to put into anytime I wanted to go do something, I just go out and start jumping around yeah. or I just go, I'd make an Instagram or I'd, you know, I'd put my creative energy into something and I can still put it into other things, you know, I'm putting it into the podcast and stuff like this, but what, it, what this era of not being able to, no matter how much I try to do more with whatever, I realize it's, it's, that's what I'm here. Or that's what I've been I've needed to learn and teach myself is, how do I sit 
and just be okay with that. Even if it's just on like this broader scale. And I think a lot of athletes in parkour are going to be going through certain things. Like it's almost like a post-traumatic stress disorder kind of thing you have to deal with, with, you know, a lot of people in the army come back from the combat and then their life is so boring compared to like what it was. It's not having a purpose thing. It's not having a purpose, right? When you're in an organization and you're doing that type of work and you have goals every single day, our, mm. our goal is to achieve this. Yep. Your goal within that goal is to do this and this. Like to go from that to like, okay, I got to go to the grocery store. Grocery store. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, God. like that, it's, that it's immensely hard. And again, it's part of, I think this is a part of the human psyche. Now, what a lot of us have done is just set up as many distractions as we possibly can. Yeah, I I ride I ride my bike to and from work, and when I ride home now it's dark, and it's just TV screens on, in oh yeah every house. And when I lived in in the Middle East, when it was dark, it was like one it was like kind of cool enough to go outside, but like you know you go around the streets of Tel Aviv and like it'll be like nine o'clock at night, and there's like five year olds playing by themselves, six year olds playing by themselves, like in front of their apartment complex. There's no parents. And there's people walking around in the street or there's people playing chess outside or it's just it's there's still some connection to a community. And like we've separated ourselves so much from that. And it's just through distractions. It's through the phone, yeah. it's through media, because like that because it feels good and it's easy. Feel, oh, yeah. Because if you if you all that energy, it's easier to distract yourself. Like you're saying, then learn how to sit and listen. Yeah. But if you don't learn how to listen or observe or whatever, sit in that stillness, it's hard to hear that purpose surface. Yeah. Yeah. And I can rhyme. And it's your, per- and it's also like, surface. there's definitely, so- we have some close friends who are going through some interesting things, like from an emotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. And like when, when we do stillness work, it's like they have to literally sit and deal with all of the bullshit mm. that is going on in their head with depression or whatever it is, anxiety, all these things that a lot of people are dealing with. They have to deal with that for 30 straight or more, 30 straight minutes of that voice, not in the back of your head when you're sitting, yeah. it's in the front of your head, <laughs> like calling you every name that you would call somebody you hate mm-hmm. from what that, that voice is calling you. Yeah. All of those things. Yeah. And like, it's an intense thing to go through that. Did, did, yeah. I think it, we got a we got a door. Someone's at the door. You know what? We're just gonna have surprise to surprise guess is like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> this is this is surprise. I think it's just a, a delivery, delivery. So I'm gonna go ahead and ignore it for now. Right. Um, this is more important. If it was the Thank cops, you. it would be knocking louder <laughs> in a second yeah. time. So you're good. Uh, yeah. Sorry for that interruption. It's okay. But, uh, <laughs> such as I think I you should get it. it maybe. Hey, you guys gonna, gonna hold this down for me real quick? While yeah, we'll talk. I'm narrate. <laughs> We'll talk. What a terrible podcast. <laughs> I got a pee. Guy making keys. Something. It sounds like a scam to me. Let's just see his ID. Yeah. Um, you know what? Maybe we should just wrap this up real quick. All right. Wrap it up, Matt. Yeah. Wrap up YP. Yeah, we'll wrap it up YP real quick. That was that was a uh, <laughs> a heavy note to end on. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where were we at. What were you just saying? I uh, I, I lost know. my awareness. Oh god that. damn it! <laughs> we all got distracted. We're all just gonna have to go sit still now for an hour and a half to get <laughs> get back our our momentum. 
but that was just like the super or whatever the guy he's like i need to test the key i was like test it i mean he tested it like i was like you literally could have done that without I even know, knocking that i never would have known if, like you're just chilling if i just heard the, the deadbolt go forward and back that would have really messed up yeah True. fair enough i mean he he should know we got we're, we're packing heat in the maxwell baby high drop studios <laughs> right. there's a, we got there's a turret like a machete right there yeah that's a that's from panama you got someone who's wants to do jujitsu a white belt and a blue belt you better watch out yeah man <laughs> three guys who could definitely i rolled, not beat I rolled anyone with a blue up. belt once watch out got tapped got it got camorred that'll happen yeah yeah you'll get camorred quite a bit <laughs> um but yeah, I think that's actually kind of a, even though it was a weird note to end on, I think that's a really good message is this stillness work. If you can go do it or try it out, there's isolation tanks. There's lots of different ways oh, to get yeah. into it, I think. But uh, honestly, sit, sit upright for yeah. 10 minutes. That's it. Try Try not to move. Yeah. And then just do it again the next day. And it's, and it's hard and you're going to want to, everything in your, your, every fiber of your body is going to scream at you to move or like, just like, if I just fidget then my butt cheek won't go numb. It's just like, just deal with it and, and see what you get out of it. Yeah. Like is that's, there, that's, it's easy as that. I just remember that you were on like the people dealing with the depression and the, the horrible voices in their head. Is there something that they have told you about afterwards? <laughs> what they've taken away? Has mm. it helped them deal with some of these things? You know, that's or an interesting it, one. Like getting it out is like, Ooh, at least it's gone now. It's the not on, the honest truth is I, I is I don't have a good answer and, I've heard from multiple people that it's actually makes it worse been worse and they oh, had damn. to they had to stop and they have to go down other avenues and this is people who are like dealing with pretty legit things mm-hmm. like maybe they have to go do some other you know they're, luckily like we live in a pretty cool place where you can work with people who can like who can help you with uh with with drugs or who can help you you know in in different ways there's some interesting therapies that are coming out now every time I talk about it people are like yeah that's crazy but there's a lot of really interesting therapies going around and um, I never have done any of it, so I can't speak to it. But in general, like if you have a, if you have a decent, if you're like a decently healthy person up top, I think it's a huge thing. If you're going through some pretty tough times, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's necessarily the best avenue to go down, but I'm okay. not a doc. I'm just speaking yeah. from the people who are close to us. Just who anecdotal. Have, yeah. And it's, um, but I, I, like I agree with Zach 100% and even Zach sits on a, like a drummer stool that we have at the facility. Like everyone thinks they have to do all these crazy, like sit on the floor and look like Buddha mm. or whatever. Just sit on, sit in a chair and just <laughs> stay still. Um, and it's, that that's, it's very tough, but at the same time, it's really, the concept is so simple. And it's just rewarding. It's, yeah. It becomes very rewarding. And just can you do it? And you you'll know you'll you'll notice it. It just takes time. It's just like anything else. Where one day you'll be like, oh, I noticed that. <laughs> but in the in the beginning, you're not you're you're not gonna be uh, you're not gonna be opening up your eyes and being like, oh, I feel enlightened. Like it's not one of those things. But Crushed you, it. <laughs> you might down you might downregulate. Like you might chill out a little bit. You know. Yeah. But it just is. Um, it's more important to be consistent. With just trying to get five or ten minutes a day than it is to try to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do an hour every Saturday. A good friend of ours, a really smart guy, uh, decided to, he really was, like, wanted to get into meditation. So he basically, he basically meditated, like, the entire day. He didn't eat. Like, he would get up to go to the bathroom, drink some water, but then he would sit again. I was out of town, and then he went out to dinner with my girlfriend. 
And she was like, it was, she, she even said, like, he knows it was like horrible. He didn't eat his dinner. He like, couldn't have a, hold a conversation. Like he just, this was Tony. He just like, was just like, just like it had just, oh, he had gone so deep. He was just like yeah. this raw husk of a human being. And he said, he, she, she saw him the next day and he was like, I'm so sorry. I should have just canceled dinner. But he, he was just like, I'm going to do it. And maybe that's not the best approach. Like maybe like Matt said, the consistency seems to be the thing. It's just that, but that, I mean, that's hard. Dosage, right? Yeah. It's balance. Like, you know, yeah. well, those days where you're like, oh, oh sh- like shit, I haven't sat today. It's like 930. I'm going to go to bed at 10. I go, okay, like, I think I got to do this, you know, in 10 minutes, I'll sit and, you know, not on the can with your phone, like actually. And you do realize that you do notice you're like, okay, I was just on reading the news or whatever the hell you're doing on your phone. You're like, that was 12 minutes I could have been sitting or Mm -hmm. like watching fucking some sitcom. You know, you're like, did I really get anything out of watching a rerun of this, of episode three? Season seven of Seinfeld that I've seen 86 times, you know, like, <laughs> no, I, but, it, but it's easy and it feels good. It feels it's really good. It feels nice. <laughs> it feels really good. And it's just, uh, yeah, it just how many, how many hours do you have in the day? How many hours can be useful? And, and also cut yourself some slack every once in a while. But like, it's yeah. one of the things, especially with the kids now, I'm like, I do not have a lot of time. I do not have yeah. a lot of free time. Yeah. So every minute is a is precious, you know. And it's uh it's a fun thing to try to share that with people, but it doesn't make sense until you live it, you know. Yeah. Uh, last question: Who you guys got in the main event this Saturday? Two thirty. Wait, 2:30. who is the- it's Derek Lewis? DC. Wait a second, really? Yeah, man. See, you look at you. you Lewis crushing pumpkins. You're you're. No, the crushing That's pumpkins ben was Ask- Ben Askren, though. Oh, okay. oh. um, which, by the way, well, you, if anyone you're so can busy, do obviously, that. we know that you you can't pay attention to these things. You have too much to do with children. Oh my god, am I that off? But, um, yeah, it's uh, Derek Lewis is going to fight for the title now. Oh my god, back to back you pay per views. No idea. Look, here's the deal. It's DC. It's DC. You can't. We started the podcast with DC. I'm sorry, <laughs> That's there's no way that anybody <laughs> is going to ever beat DC again, ever, except John Jones. Is John Jones what was uh, what's John's ever going to happen get back here until DC is already out probably I'm with you I you mean can, yeah he's too course, he's too the, smart of course John Jones would beat DC again but these are <laughs> hypothetical these are hypothetical fights yeah Muhammad Ali versus Jesus Christ on a Tyrannosaurus Rex who do you think would T-Rex win? just the T-Rex on a T-Rex the, yeah. the bout takes place on a T-Rex the T-Rex yeah, wins <laughs> I can't believe I'm embarrassed that I that I didn't even know the fight was this weekend. I'm not don't be embarrassed. I'm was... embarrassed that I do actually a little bit, and I care about it because I could be spending time balancing myself out. So of, less less di- less UFC propaganda, more. I have to stillness. say, I I generally just watch the highlights at this point. Yeah, unless it's a fight I'm really interested in. I think I finally hit that point where I'm like, what am I really getting out of this by paying that attention to the events? I mean, I really enjoy it, but it's almost like the handstands and everything else. The best parts of the interviews, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, uh, and yeah, and you get to see the, the, the juicy stuff. And like, I don't know, maybe if it's a really interesting fight, like in, in terms of like the styles that people are bringing, I'll, I'll watch the whole thing, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a touch over, uh, investing what ends up being like 59 59.99 uh, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I, I usually just go to your house, so I don't yeah. have to pay for it. I watch a lot of the. I watch a lot of reruns because on I have the Fox sports app yeah mm. and so it ufc is always on so i watch a lot of fights but i matt tells me which ones to watch oh no. yeah, he, he's like my uh, he does all my research for me but there's a but yes i i think dc is gonna win again he's just the man he's just the man what a good guy too yeah he's a man with the the ultimate story he's a super inspiring guy that's what it, that's what it's all about like that's what i, I just, that's like, what i he's hope he's not he's not like a, a dirt bag. Like he's a, hilarious. He's yeah, he's, yeah. he's like a... Yeah, I love DC. That's one of the... That's like, I think, if anything, if I'd like to leave anything with this world, is like, mm. be a good... Be a nice person. And, do and some inspiring fights. things. And, you know, like, that's it. It's very yeah, simple. leave things better than the way you... you yeah. Came. That's it. That's it, that's guys. It. You heard that's it that. here. You heard it here. You don't need to hear it anywhere else. Okay. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thanks, Brandon. It was a pleasure. Uh, you know, obviously, welcome back whenever. And uh, I'll see you guys very soon, I'm sure, in your classes. And on the mat, you better watch out because I'm going to be pulling guard, son. Watch out. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> and in the first class. And then, uh, uh, oh, yeah, whatever. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. Matt Zach Feiner. All the info will be in the description to the schools and everything else. So appreciate you guys. Cheers. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. Woo! Thought I'd be the greatest growing up